Well, good morning, church. Yes, I'm excited. I want to look at the camera. Welcome everyone watching online. Hey, can we give a round of applause for everyone on the other side of the camera? They're always one of us, even though they're not here in person. But uh, yeah, I'm excited because we get to kick off a new series, Identity. And uh, I think God's going to really move in this series in you and in me and in the body of our church family together. But before we get into that, as Rasika and Pam are up on stage, I want to talk to you real quick about what we're kind of launching into as an entire church. And we try to do this at the beginning of the year, and then we try to do this coming out of like the summer slump in August. But it's our, as the lady said, it's our 21 days of prayer. And uh, we're also gonna ask you guys to uh, fast in some sort of sense in the midst of the next 21 days. And don't freak out yet, I'll help you and describe some ways that we can do this together. But we really feel that 2021 can be the best year of your life if you make it the best year spiritually for you. And we want to start this year by diving into 21 days of prayer and fasting. Being there, putting aside the world and saying, God, I need you more than anything. I need you. And so we're going to start this tomorrow and I get to launch our ad eights. I know some of you like to follow online. Those are at our Facebook Live. And some of you that aren't on Facebook, We'll, we'll post it to the YouTube page, right? We post it to the YouTube page and it hangs out on Facebook for a little bit, right? Because I know some of you can't get like right online at eight o'clock and that's awesome. Um, but uh, I get to launch into it next, starting tomorrow at eight and we're gonna journey and every, every week's gonna be themed and I'll release the theme tomorrow. But it begins tomorrow and here's what we're gonna ask all of us, that we just journey together for the next 21 days. Not seeking the world, but seeking God first and foremost. Because we say we're a God-first church, and that has to settle in right here inside of each and every one of us. And I'm going to ask that you journey not in, just in the midst of the 21 days of praying as a church body, but that you and I, we would join some sort of fast. Now, I know for some of us, we're like, a fast? I'm a slow runner. I don't do anything fast, right? But hey, well, here's what a fast is. You see it all throughout Scripture. You see it in the Old Testament. You see it in the New Testament. But um, oftentimes, it's, it's letting go of the things of the world so the spirit man inside of us can be filled. That we can let go of the world and focus on God. And let me explain a couple fasts for you, because I know some of you are like, I didn't know this was coming, and it starts tomorrow, and I like all my meals. I'm not going to fast food. I'm going to show you a couple ways that you and I can fast. Here's, here's one way that we see in Scripture. It's a complete fast. Now, if you have never fasted before, set aside things of this world like food to focus on God. I highly recommend don't do a complete fast. You're going to suffer for the next 21 days. <laughs> but what I would say is I, I think at any time, some of you have done complete fasts for extended long periods of time. Let me say this. I would highly recommend seeking a doctor before you do this where you're just feeding yourself basically on water and that's it. So when those hunger pains come at breakfast and lunch and dinner, you're not eating, you're on your knees before God seeking his presence and his guidance in your life. That's a complete fast. Some of you who have fasted before, you may be challenged and said, hey, I'm gonna take that up for the next 21 days. I'm gonna do a complete fast. God bless you and I hope you succeed at it. That, I'll be honest, that is a tough fast, but it is so enriching spiritually. And maybe for some of you, that's what you're going to do. Here's another way that we've seen fast is a selective fast. Our previous 21 days of prayer and fasting, this is what I've done. I've selected to fast either lunch or breakfast. And maybe for some of you, that's where you need to start. 
Last August, I selected uh, to uh, fast lunch. And when those hunger pains came, and boy, did they come like clockwork at noon, I was on my knees praying, seeking God's presence as those hunger pains are coming. But maybe for some of you, that's what you're going to take for the next 21 days. You're going to say, hey, I'm going to select to fast breakfast or lunch or dinner, whatever that may be for you. Here's another type of fast, and this is the fast that I'm going to journey on for the next 21 days, and I really feel like this is where the Lord is taking me personally for the next 21 days, is I'm going to do a partial fast. Now, some of you may be like, okay, Ryan, I may be more interested in this one. What is this? I am selecting what to avoid in my life, something that I think I consume a lot of, but I'm going to try to avoid for the next 21 days. So the Lord taught me sugar. I am Buddy the Elf. I have one food group, sugar, that's it, right? And for me, I really feel like this season, for the next 21 days, I've always been here, a selective fast, but I felt like the Lord was saying, I'm going to give up sugar for 21 days. Pray for me. <laughs> Actually, pray for my family that I'm not super grumpy to them. But that's what, maybe it's something for you. Maybe you realize, man, I consume a lot of meat, or I consume a lot of this or that, whatever it may be for you, and you're like, hey, for the next 21 days, I'm going to do a partial fast, okay? Here's the last one, and this may actually be for a lot of you, is what I would call a soul fast. And what this idea is, maybe for a lot of you, you need to get off Facebook for 21 days. Hear me, I love you to say that. You need to stop watching Fox News or CNN and fill your mind with God's word and not the news. Does that make sense? Right? And so maybe for us, and I realize, Ryan, you just said you're going to do ad eights on Facebook, and now you're telling me to get off Facebook. I'm telling you, do whatever Holy Spirit tells you to do. And it may be Facebook is a soul fast that I'm not going to feed my soul with Facebook. I'm going to feed my soul with God's word and being in his presence. Because you have to understand, we are flesh man and spirit man. You are both flesh and spirit. And understand as we journey together and what fasting is, and it helps us to enter into the presence of God, is you got to understand this. Whatever you feed thrives, but whatever you starve dies. And we want to begin 2021 starving things of this world so we can be filled with the presence of God in our lives. Amen, friends? And that's what we're asking for the next 21 days, that we do this together. We do it together as a church twice a year, always in the new year, then we'll do it and uh, get over that summer slump and enter into the, the fall season's always like that harvest season and football's back and the kids are back in school and we like to get out of that summer slump and do a 21 days of prayer and fasting right there as well. But uh, I'm gonna ask that you and I take a journey. Don't forget, Ad 8 starts next week. We'll see you. And I like Ad 8s. How many of you actually get online at Ad 8s? You know what's fun about it? We can interact. Not all the time, but it's fun that we can interact with you guys. And uh, hey, don't do it when you're in the on the road, but do it in your office and tell your boss God matters more. All right, we're going hot, <laughs> but don't get fired for it. And don't blame me for it. Hey, new series, Identity. And I really feel like God is going to move in this series for us. I believe when God laid this on my heart, I believe there is a problem within the American church. I actually think there's a problem in the church in a whole, in the entire world. And we have a problem with Jesus followers. And here's the problem. We have an identity crisis. We don't know who we are. Because we are listening to so many voices in this world telling us who we are or what we've done is who we are. 
Instead of understanding that living into the power and presence of Holy Spirit in our lives, that is who we are. We are sons and daughters of the Most High King. And you are forgiven and you are loved of the things that you were done. And we don't want to go back to the past. We want to move forward in who we are in Jesus Christ. We have an identity crisis. And the enemy of your soul wants to remind you of everything that's wrong with you. But your heavenly father wants to remind you how much loved and cherished you are. And we have an identity crisis. And so what this series is going to be about is understanding who are we in Jesus Christ. Because I am, I am absolutely bent that this series will change you and change your family and can change your neighborhood and your coworkers. If all of us, imagine this, if all of us lived into who we really are in Jesus Christ, who will change the world for him? I've titled this message, WrestleMania. WrestleMania. How many of you, you watch WrestleMania or you at least know it's fake? How many of you? The rest of you, I'll pray for you. It's fake, all right? Now, don't get me wrong. When someone gets hit with a chair, that hurts, right? And when someone climbs on top of a ladder and jumps on you, it's got to hurt a little bit, right? But it's all scripted. We all know that. But this thing is we're going to get into the story in the Older Testament where God wrestles with someone, and we're going to understand that. But before we jump in, I want to give you a glimpse into my own life. I like wrestling my kids. How many dads you wrestle your kids? All right. How many moms you wrestle your kids? All right, more moms than dads. Dads, you're a liar this morning. All right, WrestleMania, we wrestle, and it's fun. How many dads you know, literally, you can overpower your kids at any moment. You know it, but you let them, you know, get an edge here and there, right? And you're like, you have no idea. I could whoop you right now, right? But you let them think they got a little power, right? Well, I want to show you a picture, because these are my two, these are not, I have more than two kids, but uh, these are two kids that I tend to wrestle with the most, all right? And so we're wrestling, and uh, I don't know why we ever got into wrestling. But well, anyways, you know wrestlers have names, right? And they have like crazy names, and they always walk out to like a theme song and everything. Well, we three have wrestling names. And I'm going to be intimate with you and let you give you a share of your pastor's wrestling name. This was given to me. I believe by my son, is that right? You are the one who gave it to me. And I'm going to reveal, because I'm revealing my name, their names as we wrestle. My name, my wrestling name is Monkey Diaper. <laughs> Makes no sense, I know, but I am Monkey Diaper. However, my daughter, uh, who is nine here, uh, she definitely likes cat. I mean, she's even got a leopard print thing. And man, I tell you what, when you get wrestling with her, she can, you know? So I have donned her the nickname Kitty Claws. In fact, I even created a theme song in the way she needs to walk out and how she's like, like I got it all down for her. But she hasn't done it yet. She thinks that's stupid, but I like it. But my son here, I've called him this from the day one we started wrestling because it makes no sense at all. But his name is Chicken Lips. <laughs> because chickens, you know, they don't have lips. They have beaks. And it makes no sense at all. So I started calling him Chicken Lips. And then I think it's that moment you started calling me Monkey Diaper. But anyways, 
WrestleMania, we're going to jump into a story where a guy by the name of Jacob in Genesis chapter 32, he wrestles with what's known as what I believe is Jesus. It's known as a Christophany. What that means is it's when Jesus appears in the Older Testament before he actually appears in the newer, in the womb of Mary. A lot of us, we don't think that Jesus comes until that moment in Matthew and in Luke on Jesus' birth, but Jesus makes several appearances before then. And they're known as Christophanies, and this is one. And Jacob is going to wrestle with God in that moment. He's going to wrestle with Jesus. But before we get there, Jacob, what do we know about Jacob? Jacob was a twin brother. In fact, Jacob was more of like the mama's boy. He liked the cooking and stuff, the kitchen side. He probably liked design like I do, like he's, he's that guy. But his older brother, his twin brother, came out of the womb first, and he's like a hairy Sasquatch, red hair. Like he's a man's man. He likes hunting, all right? He's a man's man. And um, the problem is inside the womb of their mother, they were already jostling inside. And for many of you, moms out there, you've experienced carrying a child, right? And the growth and the movement that happens. And a lot of you think that's beautiful. And I think God had a sense of humor when that's the way he decided to have human beings be created, if you will. Like, that's weird when you see that arm like shoot up. Like, don't you think that's odd? And most women are like, oh, it's beautiful. I'm like, you're crazy. It's like an alien inside of you. Like, ah, it's weird. But they're wrestling inside a mom, and in the midst of it, um, Esau, his twin brother's coming out first, and it says, Jacob grabs the heel of his brother inside his mom's womb. He wants to be first, because in, in the ancient world, the firstborn has the birthright. They get the blessing. And Jacob's life is going to be defined by wrestling. Here we are, Genesis chapter 32, verse 22, it reads this way. That night, Jacob got up and took his two wives. Now stop right there. Some of you are new to Radiant Life. We do not promote this. Some of you are like, I like this church. I like, no, wrong. That's sinful. That's bad. All right, that's for another message. But then he goes on, he says, his two female servants and his 11 sons cross the ford of the Yabuk. So they're going to cross the stream with his entire family. And it says, after he had sent them across the stream, he sent over all his possessions. So Jacob was left alone, and a man wrestled him till daybreak. Isn't it interesting? It feels like that verse is kind of just thrown in there, right? You've got this, this traveling session going on. They just crossed over the stream, and it's like, boom, a man's wrestling with him till daybreak. And it continues on. When the man saw that he could not overpower him, he touched the socket of Jacob's hip so that his hips were wrenched as he wrestled with the man. Then the man said, let me go, for it is daybreak. But Jacob replied, I will not let you go unless you bless me. Unless you bless me. My prayer for you in 2021 that you will never let go of who God is. You will never let go of the presence of God. That you enter into this new year saying, God, I don't want to be that addict anymore. God, I don't want this relationship to be so dysfunctional anymore. I'm not letting go until you bless it or change it. That you will go into and say, you know what? I will meet God every single day, and I'm holding on to you, God. And in day two, if you're not there for my blessing, by golly, in day three, I am still holding on to you in Jesus' name. 
that you will not let go of who God is. Because I think this is where the miracles and the blessing happen. Too many of us, we let go before the miracle happens. Don't let go in the name of Jesus. Don't let go. Hold on to God until something changes. It may not be on your timing, but it is always his perfect timing. Hold on. Hold on. And then the man asked him, what's your name? Now, this is a Christophany. This is what most biblical scholars believe is Jesus, because we'll understand here in a minute, minute that Jacob even says, I was with God in this moment. But this is Jesus. He knows Jacob's name. I wonder if Jesus isn't getting at the point of, Jacob, I want to know who you are in your past. Because for many of us, we don't realize Jacob's going to answer with the correct answer. I'm Jacob. And Jacob means the heel grabber, the deceiver, the one who's always trying to get ahead by doing the wrong thing. And Jesus said, I want to know who you are. And then the man said, your name will no longer be Jacob. You're not that deceiver and heel grabber anymore. But Israel, because you have struggled with God and with humans and have overcome. I want you to know in 2021, as we kick off the series Identity, I think many of us, you're wrestling with your identity and who you are and the voices of the world that are telling you who you are. In the name of Jesus, live into this this morning. You are no longer that name. You are no longer that name. You are not, yes, that may have happened, but you are no longer the divorcee. You are a child of God. You are no longer the addict. And please hear me. If, you are an, if you've been to AA, and I believe in what they do, but listen, it is powerless without the Holy Spirit powerless. Even if you've been sober for 20 years, you still go to that meeting and say, my name is so-and-so and I'm an alcoholic. You are not an alcoholic or an addiction. You are a child of God. That is who you are. And we got to walk in that. You're no longer the gossiper. You're no longer the adulterer. You're no longer the critical spirit. You are a son and daughter of Jesus Christ. And we got to rest in that. And in this moment, as Jacob is wrestling with God, God is literally, Jesus in the moment, is saying, you are a deceiver. You have a new identity. You're new. And we all are new in Jesus Christ. We just have to live into it more. Because there's an enemy of your soul that wants to seek, kill, and destroy you. And he wants you to live into everything you used to think you were or everything you've ever done. And Jacob responds with this. Jacob said, please tell me your name. As he's wrestling in this, this guy that he doesn't know yet, as Jesus literally says, you're not Jacob, you're Israel, I've changed you. But he replied, why do you ask my name? I wonder if that's a lot of us. We believe in the power of Jesus in our lives, but we wanna know exactly how everything is done and how God works. And that's not the point. What does Jesus say? No, no, no. Why do you ask my name? Just trust and have faith that I'm changing you. And I think for a lot of us, we just have to get out of here. We can't put God in a box and try to think and understand everything the way God works. Our minds can't fathom it. But it's trusting you that you're going to change who I am from the inside out. And it goes on. Then he blessed him right there. 
So Jacob called the place Peniel, saying, It is because I saw God face to face, and yet my life was spared. We're wrestling. We're wrestling with who we are. And I think the biggest thing is we are wrestling between who we've become and who we're supposed to be because we are listening to too many voices out there. And we're not listening to the one voice that matters most. is God's. Why don't we listen to God's voice? I love you, but we are way too busy. We are overbooked, overscheduled, we're way too busy. And to be honest, if I sat there and said, how many of us literally meet with God every morning? Or maybe for you, you can't do it in the morning, you do it the evening. How many of us actually take time, intentional time every day to meet with God? But we're running around listening to our friends' voices, the news voices, Facebook and social media, Instagram, whatever. Listen, you're comparing yourself to everyone's highlight reel. Stop it. Guess what? That's all fake. Right? Those little filters, that's all fake. Live into who God created you to be. But I know there are two areas you and I wrestle with a lot when it comes to our identity. We wrestle with our past. We absolutely wrestle with the things that we have done two months ago, last night, 20 years ago. We wrestle with our past. I think we spend way too much energy and time understanding how we got there rather than looking and saying, I will learn from that. Now, God, where are you taking me? It's like this. It's like if you and I, we're going to go on a trip together. We're going to leave this building right here in Sturgis, Michigan. You and I are going to travel to New York City. We're going to spend time at Times Square. Sound fun? We'll be the only ones there, but it'll be fun, right? But on our way, we're having fun in the car, and all of a sudden, before you know it, we're in Boston. We're like, what? Boston? We're trying to get to New York City. And instead of sitting there going, how in the world did we get all the way to Boston? And looking at the map and wondering, man, why? Oh, we probably took it there and there. Instead of spending all that time and energy, you know what you and I need to do? We need to get to the destination. We need to figure out, I don't care how we got here, but we are here. How do we go from here to there now? To get to where we need to be, New York City. And it's the same thing with God. You don't have to figure out, listen, I messed up in my past, but you are not your past. But listen, there is a new beginning and go where God wants to take you. Go with it. And understand this, we can't go back and change the beginning. What's happened has happened. But we can start where we are and change the ending. Start where you are, where God's presence wants to meet you right here today and change where you're going. The past is the past. We learn from the past. But I love what the writer of Deuteronomy says. But if from there, not referring all the way back to your past, but if from there, right here in this moment, you what, friends? You seek the Lord your God. You will find him if you, what, one more time? Seek him. With all your heart and with all your soul, you got to go all in. Because yes, the past is there, but from here, this moment forward, I'm seeking him in the way he needs to take me and form me and change me into my true identity. I love the writer of uh, Isaiah, the prophet, says this, do not dwell on the past. That will preach alone. Don't dwell on the past. 
Allow it to be a lesson and a teacher and grow from it. But see, I am doing a new thing. God wants to do a new thing in you. I truly believe it this year. You got to go all in and seek him with everything you got. Now it springs up. Do you not perceive it? I wonder if we can't perceive what God wants to do because all we're doing is clouded by our past and what the world tells us we are. I am making, I am making a new way in the wilderness. Some of you need to know that you're in the wilderness or you are in the, are in the wastelands, but God's making a way for you. It's time to seek him with everything you got and start walking in your new identity and who you are in Jesus Christ. Not only are you wrestling and we wrestle with our past, but we wrestle with secrets, don't we? Some of us come in here this morning with some pretty deep secrets inside that you don't want anyone to find out. You're ashamed of it and carry heavy guilt. My dream for us as a church together that we would be a place that you can walk in and drop the mask. And we're going to meet you with grace. Not a judgmental spirit, but we're going to meet you with grace. And we're going to love you enough to meet you in the moment of grace and lead you into truth. And that's where we need to be. Jesus says, I came with grace and truth. Too many times we lean one way or the other. And I'm afraid in our faith, we lean way too much on the truth side and not enough on the grace side. It's a balance. Can't be all grace, can't be all truth. You gotta balance both. Jacob wants that blessing, right? From the birth, he's in his mom's womb, he's grabbing brother Esau. Remember, Esau's like a hairy Sasquatch. And so what um, Jacob does is he puts hair on his arms and his dad's having trouble seeing and he's going to go and try to rob his brother's blessing because he wants it. He goes to meet dad and dad touches, says, ooh, you're like my son Esau, is that you? And dad gives Jacob the blessing that should have gone to Esau. He pretended and deceived to get the blessing, and then he wrestled the rest of his life. Please understand, God cannot bless who we pretend to be. Let's stop being pretenders. Let's stop pretending and coming into a Sunday morning service across America like it's a masquerade. No, it's an experience to surrender to Jesus Christ and say, I messed up this week and I need more of you. I need more of you. Am I preaching this morning because I'm starting to sweat up here? I need more of you. That's why I love our prayer teams. They'll be up here soon, but the prayer team's in the corner. Listen, I don't hear anything that is fully confidential what you bring to them. They are here to serve you. It doesn't mean that you have secrets every time you go to prayer. Listen, your life can be going great, and you still need God's favor, amen? You still need it. You don't need God always in the moments of trouble. You need God when God is still good and your life is going good. You still need him. And I love what uh, the proverb says. He who conceals his sin does not prosper. I want you to prosper. And so does God who loves you deeply. But whoever confesses and renounces them finds mercy. You and I and our identity and what the world screams at us, we may be wrestling with our past, but listen, you are not your past or your mistakes. The world may be screaming, wrestle with your secrets. You are not your secrets or what you're holding inside. Understand this this morning. If you follow Jesus, Paul writes to the church of Ephesus and reminding them who they are. He says, when you believed, when you put your faith and trust into Jesus Christ, you were what, friends? 
You were marked in him with a seal, the promised Holy Spirit. This is who you are. You are marked by his presence. That is who you are. And you are to walk in that every single day. That the presence of God goes before me and behind me. He is always with me and always for me. I am not my mistakes. Yes, those things happen. And by golly, by God's grace and favor, he has covered that with his forgiveness. And I am now walking and knowing who I am. Stop listening to the voices of the world and the enemy of your soul. Let's walk in his presence. Amen, friends? Three quick things. Ryan, what do I do then? I want to live into this. What do I do? Three quick things. Give up being in control. Because we know what we did. So we want to control it and maybe cover it up and make sure that that story gets played out in the right way or whatever. Listen, when you follow Jesus, you say, I'm all yours. I no longer have hands on the wheel, not even one. It's Jesus, take the wheel. I'm in the passenger seat. Here's the second thing you need to know. Brokenness precedes breakthrough. You want to break through in your identity so you can stop wrestling with your past and your secrets. It first comes with brokenness. It comes with, God, I can't do this anymore. I'm tired of it. And I need you. I love what the psalmist says. The sacrifices of God. What is God looking for? The sacrifices are a broken spirit. One that comes crying to God that says, hey, the weight of this sin and the shame is too heavy and I'm coming to you in my brokenness. I want to live in my true identity of who I am. And the psalmist says, a broken and contrite heart, oh God, you will not despise. And that's what he's looking for. Here's the last thing. If you and I, as we kick off this series, want to walk in our true identity, marked by his presence, you've got to give your whole life to Jesus. I'm afraid we got a lot of part-time followers or a lot of fans of Jesus and not a lot of full-time devoted followers of Jesus Christ. We like the benefits, so we have it a foot in that boat. But we also like the things of our flesh. And we're part-time. I'm asking 2021, as we enter into the series of our identity, that you go all in with Jesus Christ who paid a heavy price for you. I love C.S. Lewis, he was a great writer. I would love to go to England inside that pub where, um, where Tolkien and Lewis met and had conversations in the corner. I would have loved to have been a fly on the wall and hear that in, in such intellect there. But C.S. Lewis knew this. And this is a quote from C.S. Lewis. He says this, I became my own who I truly am only when I give myself to another. And he knew that other was Jesus Christ. Nay, we walk in our true identity. So I want you to just sit back and maybe for some of you, you're going to sing quietly where you are. Maybe for others, you just need to close your eyes. But this team is going to lead us into a prayerful song. May it encourage your soul. It's called All I Have is Christ. You can give me this whole world, but we'll never live into our true identity. And you may be saved, but you're hearing the world's voices and you're going after the things of the world. You will wrestle with God all the way to heaven. God has more for you. He's got more for you. Give 
me Christ above everything above everything so I can walk in my true identity and not only that change from the inside I will drip the presence of God on other people so may this song be a prayerful encouragement to you as this team leads us